Amazon Channels helps SVOD providers like AMC Plus reach new viewers, but would AMC be better off focusing all its energy on promoting its owned and operated service? Listen on to find out more. Inside the stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and that was Colin Dixon, as always, from End Screen Media, right there at the beginning. Hey, Colin, how's everything? I'm doing very, very well, Will, and I'm down in LA. Actually, I'm attending my first in-person conference since, since the pandemic. It's the OTTX conference in the Skirball Center in LA, and I wouldn't say it's heavily attended. But there's plenty of people here, and we're having some great conversations. There was a couple of really great sessions yesterday, and I'm talking about fast services this afternoon. So uh, it's, it's a good event. That sounds great. And speaking of conferences, I'm really excited that today I announced Video News' next conference, which is going to be our Connected TV Advertising Brand Suitability Summit. A little bit of a mouthful, but very important topic in the industry uh, brand safety has been top of mind for uh, folks for several years now. That conversation has kind of morphed into brand suitability, the positive adjacency of appropriate advertising. And in addition, an integral part of the topic is uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, DE&I. And so that's going to be very much a part of the program and the discussion at the Brand Suitability, CTV Brand Suitability Summit as well. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be the afternoons of November 16th and 17th, virtual as has become my custom. And I'm looking forward to sharing more details with folks in the industry and anybody that wants to learn more about sponsorship opportunities or participating, please reach out to me. Yeah, it's such an important topic, Will. And we, I know we've spent time on the podcast talking about it. I know I've written about it as well. So I'm really looking forward to, to having that. But um, hey, what, uh, what news items caught your eye this week? Well, the big one that caught my eye, Colin, was that YouTube announced that its music service, YouTube Music, has uh, sur- has surpassed 50 million subscribers now, and um, they claim that it's the world's fastest growing paid music service. And um, I know you're a subscriber. I actually am not a subscriber, but obviously lots of other people are, and music has been a really paid music subscription service have been a really, really hot part of the market. And it looks like YouTube has executed very well and and certainly a key part of YouTube's success story in addition to obviously the massive growth in advertising, which you and I have talked about in just the recent past. But um, music is now a big success story for them as well. And I think there's a success story lurking behind YouTube TV as well, not at the same level, clearly anywhere close to what music is, but that's another important driver for the company. So I, I, as video news readers know and podcast listeners know, I continue to be super bullish on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. The um, Of course, they, they rebranded YouTube music, uh, excuse me, they rebranded their uh, Google music to YouTube music. Uh, it's a pretty good service. I get it uh, in a sort of bundle uh, that I pay $10 a month for, Will, um, that, that gives me ad-free viewing on YouTube, which is great, I have to say, <laughs> which is the real reason why I pay. Uh, and a couple of other things, like I can download videos and, and stuff like that. So 
It's an interesting package. So I've got a feeling that people aren't just subscribing for, many people aren't just subscribing for the music service. But boy, it's really handy when you're using a Google device to just yell at it to play a song. Uh, I do that all the time. <laughs> cool. And what's on, and what's on uh, what's surfaced on your radar this week? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm in LA and uh, there's been a lot of talk about how TV is responsible for the growth of SVOD. There was, I saw some presentations yesterday which showed how important library content is. And just to emphasize that point, Netflix did a faux press release this week where they talked about 2021's hottest new show. And their hottest new show is a show from the 80s. It's all 180 episodes of Seinfeld, which will be available on October 1st, 2021. Uh, and apparently they're going to be in 4K. So I've got a feeling that many, much of that is going to be up from standard def. But uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Jerry had them shoot in uh, for, on film stock. And maybe we'll get a whole new view of the, of the four of them in glorious 4K. It almost feels like it should be not available in 4K to provide the real authentic 80s experience, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just doesn't seem, doesn't seem right to upscale Seinfeld to 4K, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But uh, I tell you what, I've seen some up-raised versions of Star Trek that have been gorgeous, just fantastic. So, um, you know, it could be a, a fresh look at the, at the show. It's a good reason to tune in and take a look and see if they really do look better. Uh, but anyway, let's, let's get on to our main story today. And this was kicked off by something that you wrote about, about AMC Plus, your ex- experience uh, subscribing through Amazon. So tell us what happened and uh, what should we take away from it? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what happened, and I think maybe even more importantly, I'll tell you what didn't happen, which I think really points out the, you know, some of the challenges that SVOD providers, SVOD services distributing through Amazon channels or other third-party platforms for that matter are having and are going to continue to have. So the quick background here is that uh, as we discussed over the past couple of weeks, I was out of office um, traveling with my family and then with my extended family. And the last night that we were out, we decided to watch the movie A Few Good Men from about 30 years ago, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, etc. And it's, it's really a fantastic movie if any listeners have not heard it, have not watched it. Um, so navigating to it was really trivial. I mean, I literally just did a quick search for A Few Good Men, found that it was on AMC+, Plus, the relatively new SVOD service from the, the cable network, ad-supported cable network AMC, and found that we could either subscribe directly to AMC Plus or access it through Amazon Channels, which is something, a program that you and I have talked about many times in the past, and both of us have written about many times in the past as well. Amazon Channels, of course, a very easy way with just one or two clicks to add SVOD services to your Amazon library, and then it all shows up within the Amazon player environment. So there are no additional players, no credit cards to enter, no sign-up process. It's it literally from the moment that I searched a few good men in Roku to the point that we were watching was probably 30 seconds at the most. So all that is great. Um, and the way it worked was that AMC actually offered a seven-day free trial. So... 
in a sense, we weren't really paying for watching A Few Good Men until we renewed the service. And, you know, full disclosure, this was really the only, this was the primary motivation to subscribe to AMC+. Plus. I wasn't really intending to get into any of the other programs or movies or anything else the service offered. But once I had the free trial, I certainly would have been open to the idea of being exposed to what else the service had to offer. And, and who knows, maybe hanging on to it for a month or two months or even longer if something was there that really grabbed me or my family. So the issue is that um, I went to try to cancel the trial just to see what would happen. And mind you, that was a couple of days after, two or three days after the trial had started. By that point, I had not heard anything from AMC+. Plus. No, thank you for subscribing. Hey, hope you enjoyed watching A Few Good Men. Here are other titles that are recommended that you might like, etc. I had not heard anything from AMC+. And I'll also note that now, almost seven full days into the trial, I still have never heard anything from AMC+. In addition, the only thing I heard from Amazon was th- was a thank you note. Thank you for starting your your free trial with Amazon Plus uh, with AMC Plus. There was never any again, never anything like, hey, if you liked watching a few good men, you might like this as well. Absolutely nothing. So when I went to cancel the subscription, uh, it showed me basically <laughs> it showed me basically an offer to keep AMC Plus and pay just five ninety nine per month for two months. At which point the regular eight ninety nine per month fee would start. So. In other words, instead of doing anything to promote the value of its service, of its SVOD service, AMC Plus instead defaulted to basically showing me another discounted offer. Now, even if I had taken them up on that offer, that would have clearly conditioned me to believe that AMC Plus is worth $5.99 a month, not $8.99 a month. So that's one big issue. Another one is that, again, they never really promoted any related content. The splash screen there included six tiles for shows, four of which I had never heard of, two of which I had, both of those completely unrelated, uncorrelated at, at least a surface level to a few good men. So it was a you know, completely generic splash screen, basically. And, um, you know, all of that, Colin said to me that, and I've checked in a couple more times to cancel and They've actually now eliminated the try it for another two months for five ninety nine, and they've converted it basically to just, you know, remind me a day before, remind me a couple of days before, or just turn off auto renew, and the trial will end on September fourth. So, um, you know, the net of it here, Colin, to me is that it really showed a. Um, you know, a lack of aggressive follow-up by AMC Plus or Amazon, for that matter, to try to get me convert to convert from free trial to a paying subscription, and uh, no real emphasis on promoting the content, which of course is the main value proposition of AMC Plus. And instead, they sort of played right into what I what my predisposition was, which was basically just to watch the movie under the trial uh, provision. And then cancel the service and never have anything to do with AMC Plus. And that, all of that is just a huge lost opportunity to me. And, and I think also just highlights how, you know, in this really, really competitive SVOD environment that we find ourselves in, that anybody that's distributing through Amazon or other platforms needs to figure out how to get some rights 
to be able to more aggressively promote their services and do conversion from free trial to paid subscription. Because if this kind of goes on like this, you know, that I experienced that that's not going to be a very bright future for AMC plus to the extent that more and more of their subscriptions come through either Amazon or other platforms. Uh, they're basically just churning through viewers like me without establishing any long-term relationships. And, you know, the question that I have is if nothing changes, what does that mean for these small to mid-size SVOD services? Are they really viable entities going forward? Or are they just basically going to become minor appendages to Amazon and the other big platforms? So anyway, that was my experience. We've talked a lot about Amazon channels in the past, but it was really the first time that I had spent a bunch of time from the subscriber standpoint, seeing what the experience was like. And I, and I thought some of those conclusions, those takeaways were meaningful relative to what's happening in the overall market. Yeah. And this is a criticism that I have um, heard leveled at Amazon from many of the smaller providers, Will. So you've come up against one of the real problems with dealing with Amazon and working working through them as a reseller of your content. So uh, for smaller services, I think building community is probably one of the most important things that they can do to create a sustainable business. And the they spend a lot of time doing that. So when I, you know, when I talk to the smaller providers, they talk about the fact that they're working uh, through social media and through every channel they can to help become part of the community that they serve with the content that they're providing. The biggest problem with Amazon channels, and uh, you know, I have to say, it's probably the same for the, the Roku channel and other. SVOD aggregators is that there is no opportunity to build that community and the reason is simple they just don't get the information I am reasonably certain that AMC was never even notified that you had signed up that there was no opportunity at all for them to interact with you as an individual because Amazon keeps your uh, uh, your personal information uh, c close and, and doesn't share it. Uh, so there really is no opportunity whatsoever to grow a community when somebody signs up to your service through Amazon, Amazon channels. And it really makes me think, well, I, I've grown to think of channels a little bit differently than when they first uh, launched it. I uh, when I when they first launched it, I thought of it as a sort of partnership between the content provider and Amazon in helping to market the service. Um, it isn't. It's much more like pay television, where the the um, the the provider uh, this in this case Amazon simply pays for the content and delivers it to uh, to customers directly themselves. Um, they just handle the money. It's just done a little bit different to pay TV. With pay TV, there's a direct license fee. Here, you only get paid if somebody actually signs up and starts paying for your channel. And then you get your cut from Amazon, which is, I think, in many cases, 50% of the, of the subscription fee. So really, the, the thing with Amazon that smaller providers are getting is, 
is money. That's all. They get no opportunity to interact. They get no opportunity to see what content is being watched to improve the content that they're providing. And it's really just uh, a way of getting more money. So I think that's you come up against that experience uh, with AMC Plus right there. I, I have to say that, you know, when you frame it that starkly like that, I, I, I find myself wondering, is it even worth, and, and I'm not picking on AMC. I think, you know, they're just the ones I happen to have the experience with. This this is, across, of course, across dozens of different SVOD services. But I, I find myself wondering, is it even worth having a deal with Amazon, given these very limited upsides? And also, arguably, I mean, you know, you make the argument, okay, I got a minor exposure to AMC+. Plus. Maybe I had never heard of it before. Now I've heard of it. I watched a movie. I saw Six Tiles, Walking Dead, Mad Men, Riviera, whatever that is, Soulmates, whatever that is, Discovery Witches, whatever that is. The other one I can't even see. The logo's cut off. Um, But, I mean, that is such a small benefit relative to, you know, the idea that they're, if they're not getting anything else out of this, that they may be better served just to go full bore in marketing the service directly to consumers and being done with this. I, you know, I just, and, and being able to get access to all the data, it, you know, I mean, in this model, they're going to have more and more of their subscribers coming through Amazon, not getting any information. Would it be better for them to just focus on DTC and get all the information they can and try to strengthen their business as much as possible long, for the long term? I mean, yeah, and that, that certainly is their preferred method. But, Will, Amazon is just a marketing machine. It, it, they get conversions to subscribers like nobody else. And they have fantastic reach. You know, Prime White is sitting at, I don't know, 100 million members in the US these days. Uh, so that's enormous reach. They know so much about people. They can capture people in that moment when they are making a search for a movie, just as they did with you. Uh, they can capture you, if, particularly if you're on a Fire TV device and you're using Alexa through, through your remote or something. They can capture you at that moment, make a compelling offer to you. Here, there's a free trial with AMC Plus that's got this movie. You can rent it if you want, but, you know, why don't you watch it for free? get you to sign up and you know whether you stick around or not they apparently doesn't seem to be important to them (laughs) but they certainly are able to convert your need to watch a movie into a subscription for a service like amc plus but as you say no follow-up no attempt to to keep you to, to to get you to keep except reducing it to the absolute basic which is Oh, you're going to cancel? Well, we'll give you another price cut. How about that? Rather Colin, than rather yeah. than talking about the great content, I, I'm going to make the opposite argument, Colin, and and relate it back to what my experience was. We as a group decided that we wanted to watch that movie, A Few Good Men, that night. And the next thing that I did, because somehow I got you know designated the role, Will, how are we going to watch you know A Few Good Men? Right? Um, I went on Google. I searched for it. And it came back that it's available on Amazon or, you know, AMC Plus directly. And I think there were a couple of other options as well. I mean, 
if AMC had said there's no Amazon option here, subscribe to AMC Plus directly or don't watch A Few Good Men tonight, I would have subscribed to AMC Plus directly. And they could have given me a seven-day free trial. And at that point, they would have had all my information. They could have promoted all their other programming. They could have done whatever it is that they wanted to do with me. And Amazon wouldn't have been a part of the equation. In other words, this was desired programming that was exclusively available on AMC+. Rather than farming me into the Amazon black hole, which is essentially what's happened, why not just not even have the black hole and just, you know, test my resolve to watch this movie by making it only available directly from Amazon, from AMC+. Plus? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I, just don't, yeah. I just don't know if they're getting anything by going through the black hole, whereas they could have had me. Like, AMC Plus literally could have had me to expose me to all this stuff, community, everything else you were talking about, if they had just not gone into the Amazon black hole in the first place. So, so to be clear, you did a just you did a search in the browser for the movie, mm-hmm. and well, I tell you that just goes to show that Amazon is not just spending uh, in in within its own ecosystem; it's also spending on Google to get to to get people to sign up to those sorts of services through Prime Video. I guess that that's an additional incentive to sign up for Prime, right? Well, I just, I mean, just to put this into real-time perspective, we're recording here on Wednesday. I just did the search while we're talking. And in the right-hand column, watch movie, it shows all the different options. First option is Fubo TV. Next is Amazon Prime Video. Next is Philo subscription. Next is YouTube from $12.99. Next is Google Play Movies and TV from $12.99. Next is Apple TV from $12.99. Next is Vudu for $13.99. and then Sling TV. AMC Plus does not even show up. Yeah, It's yeah. not even indexed in Google as an option for how to watch this movie. I mean, what is up with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just to clarify, we're actually recording here Thursday morning, not Thursday Wednesday morning. Wednesday. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, Thursday morning. What is you up know, with that, Colin? How can it, it not is, even be indexed? It is very, very strange. I don't... I, you know, maybe they made the marketing department made the call that they don't think that they're going to get many conversions through Google searches. Um, so, you know, I suppose an interesting thing would be to do that search inside of uh, the device of choice. So, for example, if you did that search inside of Apple TV or on a Fire TV, I think we know what would happen on a Fire TV. But what about if you did that search on Roku? I think we probably know what would happen there too, right? They would give well. The that's options. what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's what I started to do. Then I, then I, so now I knew. Okay, Amazon is the likely target for how I'm going to get the movie. I went into Roku, I searched it up, and Amazon Prime, you know, channels came. Uh, Amazon channels came right up at the top. Subscribe yeah. to AMC Plus through Amazon channels, seven day free trial, two clicks. I was done. Yeah, but, but. You know what has been achieved here? I guess is what. I'm, yeah, I mean the I'm, short answer. To, the short answer to your question, Will, is for smaller providers, they really can't ignore these SVOD aggregators like channels and the Roku channel, etc., because they simply don't have the marketing muscle that those guys have. 
So they're really, they really, in order to reach as many people as they possibly can to maximize the value of their of the content that they have, they're kind of they're kind of forced into doing these deals. Now you're right in that they probably not probably they certainly would prefer you to sign up directly with their service because they keep more of the revenue because they get to develop a relationship with you they get all the data they can you know there's just a million and one reasons but the short the the real problem is that they can't reach you effectively without using these SVOD, these SVOD aggregation platforms. And this really speaks, I think, once more to the power of the TVOSs, the, 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 the TV um, operating systems that are running the devices that most people do those searches through. They're tremendously influential in how we watch the content that we watch. Uh, so... You know that what that's why they can't ignore those platforms because they I, really put their marketing muscle behind them. I'm not sure I agree with that, Colin. And you know, the first thing that I would say is that before you know we default to a mode of they can't get along without the big platforms, let's start with the fact that there's no excuse for doing a search for a few good men and Google not indexing AMC Plus as the top option for how to watch it directly. There's no excuse for that. There's no reason why there should be eight choices in Google search results and AMC Plus not be one of them. If they could be one of them, then you know your contention that consumers can't be reached is at least partially, partially debunked to the extent that people do what I did, which is search in Google first before they search on the device. So at least they would be able to expose people who are searching in Google. Then the next question is, okay, for people who search on the device, if they search within Roku or Amazon Fire TV, let's just start with those two because that's 70% of the market. The question then is, will Amazon and Roku index AMC, AMC Plus content even if they don't have an actual deal to distribute them as part of channels or you know the Roku channel, is there that is that deal still even available to SVOD providers? If I don't want to do a deal with Prime, you know, with Amazon channels, Amazon, will you still index my content and make it make my app available, you know, in your interface? And if the answer to that question is yes, then from my perspective. I think it really becomes dubious whether a service like AMC Plus should be doing a deal with Amazon channels because ultimately, what are they getting and what are they giving up? It's a black hole. They get no user data. While at the same time, if somebody does a purposeful search for a title and it and their service comes up in a Google search and it comes up in an Amazon search and it comes up in a Roku search to be able to subscribe directly then they're not really losing anything. They're getting all the advantages of the platform search, device search, without having to do the black hole deal. Yeah, the thing is, Will, I just don't think that many people start their searches the way you did on on Google. Most people, when they want to watch something on TV, they start at the TV. And, but, uh, and in fact, I, I'm, I'm almost certain that's that's how they that's how they. But do that's it. fine. But even Colin, if you're right, and assuming, let's just assume for saying you are, 
if Amazon and Roku will index AMC Plus's content without requiring them to be part of their, you know, channels or channel store concept, then that's fine. That doesn't matter. What does it matter that they're searching on TV? They can search on TV all day long as long as they're directed to the Amazon uh, to the AMC Plus app. And and most of them do, but I can tell you, Will, that the providers of the smaller providers feel that they cannot ignore the opportunity to work with channels and the Roku channel. When I when I talk to them, they just they just throw up their hands. Many of them, many of them, as much as half or more of their quote subscribers come through those platforms, and uh, they just can't walk away from that money. So, well, maybe that's maybe that's because, as I say, the answer to my question, which I'll check after we do the podcast, if you did a search in Roku for a few good men, could you subscribe directly to AMC Plus and never have to deal or be exposed to Amazon uh, channels? And if the answer is no, then I completely hear the pain that these small SVOD services have. But if there's well, that I can option, tell you what would I can tell you what would happen on Roku if you did that, Will. Um, without even looking at it, um, you will get the, the, Roku will give you the options where you can watch that movie. Uh, many of them will be TVOD, and they will also show you if AMC has a deal they'll sh- with with the Roku channel. They'll show that you can see it through AMC Plus through the Roku channel, and if AMC is available on Roku as a standalone app, they'll show you that too. But it's the order in which you see those things, uh, which is absolutely critical. And I have a feeling that the AMC Plus inside of Roku probably comes first before the uh, the standalone AMC. That that may or may not be true. I, I, I have to be careful there. But there is another advantage as well, and that is that one of the one of the things that consumers are starting to look for now is ease of management of all of these services, and that's another thing that Amazon and Roku provide. They you sign up through them, then the bill is all one integrated bill. So it's very easy to manage those subscriptions because they're yeah. all coming through yeah. one provider. So, yeah. you know, there are other advantages to, yeah. um, to, doing, it, to doing it that way. That's um, real. I, I hear you, Colin. That, that ease of subscription management, that's a real issue. There's no question yeah. about it. Yeah. And if they didn't offer it, then for sure there are some people that are going to say, you know, hell with it. I'm not going to start entering my credit card and forget about it and then get dinged for six months without me remembering all that stuff. So there's definitely, that issue is definitely real. I'm just saying, I think there, you know, there are other examples where, you know, the audience had, like we did, had decided that they wanted to watch a particular movie. And if that was the only option available to them, they would do it. They would enter, they'd enter the credit card and they would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm at the show again today. So if I run into any of the smaller <laughs> providers, I'm going to ask them that question. <laughs> ask them if they're even aware of what's going on once they start a trial subscription in Amazon oh. channels. I, I hate to say it, but I, I suspect that a lot of these folks are not even aware of exactly what happens once a trial is started by a, by a subscriber. Yeah, that's, that's entirely possible. I can tell you that, um, uh, there, the, there's been a lot of talk about the fast services, you know, Pluto TV and Samsung TV Plus, and a lot of SVOD providers now are starting up fast channels um, to 
help promote their brand yeah. and get people and convert people to subscribers who want a deep, deeper relationship with that content. And they're looking for the fast services to provide better linking, which they're not doing yeah. right now. But that's probably a subject for another, for direct, another podcast. For direct subscriptions, though, Colin. That's the point. Yeah, for direct exactly, subscriptions. Exactly. Not, they're not shunting people from their fast oh, into not. Amazon to then subscribe through there. Certainly not. Certainly not. No, it's all about all about their owned and operated properties. They want to get people there. That's why they're starting up those um, those fast channels. But as I say, that's probably a topic for another day. We've uh, we're probably just about <laughs> out of time for today. All right, Colin. Good chatting. I don't know if we resolved anything here, but maybe we shed a little bit of light. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the rest of the time in LA. Travel safely, of course. Keep an eye I out. Will. Keep your ma- keep your mask on. I and- will. And thanks, everyone, for listening in on this week's edition of Inside the Stream. And we'll see you all again next week. Inside the Stream is a production of Endscreen Media and Video News. All rights reserved.